to the church. Let's take a, a snapshot or a few snapshots of the early church, the first church. Jesus has lived and died and rose again and the church was born. Let's hear what it was like. Janet is going to read to us from Acts chapter 2, hopefully, verses 42 to 47, and it um, will appear on the screen as well. Acts chapter 2, verses... No, yeah. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. The Fellowship of the Believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Amen. Thank you. What a great picture of the church, isn't it? Um, uh, made, sorry, Colin, can you leave it up, do you think? The, uh, the one that we've just had read. Okay. But, yeah. Everyone was filled uh, with, uh, with awe there. There was a sense of awe in, in the church. And uh, because they devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, breaking of bread, a communion, and to prayer. And, uh, and in that awe, there was, uh, there was many wonders and miraculous signs, and, and great things happened in that church. They also cared for people. They gave to people who were in need. And every day, it wasn't just a once a week, it was, it, uh, it was something that, that was uh, so important to their lives. They met together, and they had glad and sincere hearts. There was a sense of joy there. And there was a result that the Lord added daily to their number. More people came and joined them. What a great picture of the church. I wonder, how do you react to that? Maybe. I think we ought to give up. You know, we're just we're not we're not at that stage. We just we're just not there. Perhaps, well, you know, it, it perhaps just dispirits us that um, uh, we know that uh, we could look through all of those uh, bits of reading and think, we, well, we failed there. You know, we're not as prayerful. We're, we're not as filled with awe. Perhaps some of you now are thinking, what am I having for lunch today? Rather than having that sense of awe, that's one reaction. I hope we don't have that. The other reaction is to, that's something we aspire to. Let's pray, let's work, let's, let's change our lives and, uh, and change the church so it becomes more like that. That's a goal to aim for. Hopefully that's how we react. That's a snapshot of the early church the first church, if you like. And perhaps sometimes we falsely think, oh, and it's just gone downhill since then, and where's it going? 
But that's not the case. Because we're now going to have two other snapshots, again from the early church, a different church, but still the early church, from the church of Corinth. Paul, the Apostle Paul, who came to faith and then he went round the, the area, setting up churches. This Corinth is near, well, fairly near Athens. And uh, he set this church up and things didn't go according to plan. Steve, let's hear from the book of 1 Corinthians. first reading is 1 Corinthians 5 verses 1 to 2. Expel the immoral brother. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that does not occur even among pagans. A man has his father's wife and you are proud. Shouldn't you have rather been filled with grief and put out of your fellowship the man who did this? The second reading from 1 Corinthians 11, verses 17 to 22. The Lord's Supper. In the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you has God's approval. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat, for as you eat, each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. One remains hungry, another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. Thank you, Steve. Steve was uh, a bit concerned because he chaired the church meeting for me on Thursday and uh, he was wondering if I was getting at him because in that line, um, your meetings do more harm than good. um, uh, But he wasn't getting at Steve. um, Can we have that 1 Corinthians 5 reading up, uh, please, uh, Colin? So in this church, this early church where they just discovered uh, Jesus, then there was bad stuff happening. Sexual immorality. It is a difficult word to say that, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, here, even he said, even the pagans were amazed by this. That a man um, had his father's wife. We don't think that was his mother, but perhaps uh, it was his step, um, stepmother. And uh, so there was a sexual immorality in the church. And then also, to, in a sense, to compound that, it, it wasn't that the people in the church were horrified, this is wrong, what should we do? But it says, and, and you are proud, and, it, and it, if, if they embrace this. So right at the start, there was problems. How do you react to that? you give up and think, well, if they couldn't get it right then, when uh, people had met with Jesus, how on earth could we get it right now? Or maybe you think, they got it wrong then, but God still used them, and God changed lives, and even though I get it wrong, we get it wrong, God can still use us and bring us to more like the Acts 2 reading, 
Can we have the second of the Corinthians reading up? The 1 Corinthians 11. Yes, your meetings do more harm than good. And some of us have been to church events like that, haven't they? Oh dear, I feel worse now than, than I went. It wasn't true of last night, was it? That was a, those who came, that was, it was good to have a laugh together and invite lots of people and that was good. And, and lots of the events in this last, last week have, uh, have been very positive as we've been encouraging people back to church, these, this um, uh, back to church week. And of course it doesn't end there that every week should be back to church week, but we thought we'd make that special effort there. But let's just have a look at uh, at this reading. It says in verse 18, in the first place I hear that uh, when you come together as a church there's divisions, there's a lack of unity, lack of harmony, there's perhaps backbiting and all sorts of things that they, they exhibited in that church. And then he singles out when they had communion. And there was a different form of communion then, because it talks about getting drunk. Well, you wouldn't get drunk on this, would you? <laughs> Particularly because it's non-alcoholic. And, uh, and that it talks about uh, being, um, uh, there's others hungry and you're just eating. Well, we'll just have a little piece of bread. They did it a little differently then, and it was in the meal context. But the ideas are there, that these people were selfish, they only thought about themselves, and that you couldn't even call it the Lord's Supper, he was saying, because the Lord is not in control, that they were in control, and they were thinking of themselves rather than others. Paul gave them a hard time because of that. How do you react to all of these things? Again, do you give up? Or do you think, well, perhaps when I come to communion and my mind wanders, the Lord perhaps can still use me. Forgive me, Lord, as he forgave the people them and used them. If you read further on in the, in the, the book of Corinthians, we get about the spiritual gifts that they showed. And they were alive spiritually. These were new Christians. This was a port. This was a, a place where sexual immorality was rife. And it did spread to the church. But through faith in Christ, Paul and others were able to share with them what true love was. And that's where we get 1 Corinthians 13, which you may know of the famous passage about love because he wanted to teach them what real love was about and that was the reading that we had at Lynn's wedding on Friday and here's the flowers from Lynn's wedding and we celebrated that time of love and on Saturday we'll celebrate Sophie's love but of course the love goes much deeper than that and this is what Paul was teaching these people who yes got things wrong but they needed to be taught they needed to grow And they also got things right. There's lots about prophecy and speaking in tongues. This is where the same church where we get the great teaching about the spiritual gifts were there. So let's not despair when things go wrong, but let's rejoice that things went wrong way back in the early church. But God took a hold of them and moved them on. These readings are a bit like a snapshot, a survey of that early church. 
I wonder what a survey of our church would be like. Oh, we had one, didn't we? Although it's an internal survey, it's what we thought about ourselves. Perhaps it'd be interesting to do a, a survey what others think about ourselves. And, and uh, this was shared at the church meeting. There's copies available if you want the full copy. Just, well, just before we show a snapshot, I was a little concerned. I wonder what the survey would, would show. On the one hand, I wanted the survey of the church to, to show that everything was wonderful, more like that Acts 2 reading, that everything was fantastic and everybody was happy and, and we were really going for it. But A, I realised that wasn't the case. But also, if that had been the case, then well, why are the empty seats here this morning? If that's all that we had. But then on the other hand, I hope that it wouldn't be a complete disaster, like in the Corinthians reading, with all sorts of things going wrong. Thankfully, and perhaps predictably, it was somewhere in the middle. And uh, the survey results are fascinating and interesting. Let's just have a one slide. We could show uh, lots, lots more. There. Now, just to try and uh, explain, this is uh, going up in the vertical axis is the number of participants. And we had, what, 62 people who filled in this question. And uh, on the first question, our church encourages us to develop supportive friendships through which we can pray for each other in times of difficulty. And to, this afternoon at the traditional service, I'm talking about where is God in those times of difficulty. But there, the answers are that the majority of people said, yes, the church does encourage us to get together and pray for each other, support one another. And uh, then some people said maybe, but nobody said no. Now that is tremendously positive, that we encourage people to support one another and things like the Be There scheme and, and other ideas. So that's a great encouragement from the survey. Then if we move to the right-hand side of this bar chart, we get a bit of a different picture. Our church encourages to commit to pray together for a friend who is not yet a Christian, about reaching out. And it's not as positive. Still quite a number, just the below half, said yes, the church does. And then quite a lot, maybe, but there are some no's. So there's a weakness there. How do we react to this? Well, we could just say, well, we're not doing so bad. You know, we're okay. But I don't think that's good enough. I think we need to build on, on, the, on the good parts and encourage those and grow from strength. We've got something to build on there. But also look at the weaker points to see how we can do more, we can change, that we can pray more for others. This last week, we've been encouraging people back to church. As we move into the new year, we're encouraging to go out and, and, uh, and look to, to draw people to faith. We perhaps need more teaching on that, more experience, more encouragement to do that. We sent out lots of leaflets. We had lots of uh, posters and and, uh, but if you think about it, although they were valuable and good, the people who have come have been by invitation, personal invitation, one-to-one, -one coming to be. That is the most powerful. The leaflets are good, 
but it's through personal invitation and perhaps we need to be praying for that and we need to be actually going and, uh, and sharing with others. Let's have a picture of the baptisms, shall we call it? It was Sally, actually, who was wise and pointed this out at the baptism service. All of these three people all came through an introduction, a personal inv- invitation. Sarah, I think it was through Adam's mum. Is that right, Adam? Yes? Who actually doesn't come to church, but she invited Sarah. Simon, it was because you knew Brian, didn't you, that you came here? And, uh, and John, who's not here today, it was uh, through his friend Chris, who said, why don't you come? And so um, uh, we've got lots to learn and lots to, uh, to discover as we, this imperfect church, seek to, to, uh, to welcome others. The other aspect, which is linked, that we came out a little weaker on, was about our day-to-day lives, the church actually helping us in our day-to-day lives. It was so good that we were able to pray for um, uh, Derek, who's starting a new job. We were able to pray for those who are without jobs. These are important issues which we need to be aware of. But it's not only work, it's about home life, about community, about things outside of the church. And uh, on Thursday, Chick Yule is coming to the elders to share some practical ideas of, of what the church can do to actually make church more relevant to our everyday lives. Whole life discipleship. The time of, uh, that we spend most of our time is not in church, but doing other things. And there we are disciples. There we are Christians. And so let's come up with our own thoughts and ideas, inspired ideas. And, and I know one of the suggestions from church meeting was to have a, uh, an ideas box of, of things we can do. It may be things like just have a two-minute interview of somebody. What, what do they do in their, their, perhaps their working life or their, their home life? And, and, and then pray for them, just a snapshot of, that this is important. Church to be relevant, it's not just about Sunday. It's about the whole of our life, this whole life discipleship. And this life has different aspects to it. Thank you, Colin. You can. Um, we've had the baptisms last Sunday. And I was just reflecting as we were getting set up for the wedding on Friday. We then had a, a wedding, two joyful occasions. We've got a, another wedding on Saturday, but on Tuesday we've got a funeral, funeral of Val. If uh, you don't, uh, don't know, Val was uh, such a valued member of this congregation, was uh, church secretary for many years as elder, and, and really was, uh, I was speaking to Nick Stanyan, who's coming up for the funeral the former minister here, who said that how much Val helped him and supported him and, and, uh, and was so important to his ministry here, as well as Val being a friend to many. And so there'll be a great sadness there, but also hopefully a, a thanksgiving for her life and her contribution. Different aspects that the church shares in, that the church is used in, 
all the day-to-day events, uh, there'll be the Tommy's Tots and there'll be the organisations and be the Wednesday Club and all of that. And then last night we were able to come and just have a laugh and how good that was. So let's be encouraged at how the church can be used. In a moment we're going to share in communion another important aspect of the church's life. But of course remember that the church isn't the building. It's us. And as we go out, that's when we can be church. With this whole life discipleship of sharing God's love, sharing the the faith. And we'll do it imperfectly, like they did in the early church. We'll perhaps do communion imperfectly. I may stumble on my words and, and all sorts of things. But God can use us. And God can do great things through us. So let us rejoice in what we have. But also let's move forward to what we may become as we share in the faith, as we encourage one another, as we pray for one another, as we pray for others, as we welcome others. We're going to sing now, and then I'm going to continue the reading from 1 Corinthians 11. It won't appear on the screen, because what the Apostle Paul did after he'd told them off and he'd said, this is wrong, you're doing communion wrong, you're selfish, you're not thinking of others, you're not thinking of God. He then told them how he wanted to do it. And these are the words that I'm going to read to you. And so, uh, and by doing that, that church learned and it grew and it changed lives. As we sing now to to bring us close to God, then I'll read that out and, and just encourage us to meet with God in communion. Thank you.